0: And I played like the first little bit of, of the song and my son in the back said, Daddy, what is this? And I was like, well, it's, it's Daddy's first album. He goes, this is terrible. <laughs> he goes, you need to turn that off. He kept telling me, turn it off. <laughs> and then I thought it was over, Mommy got in the car and he goes, Daddy, put that CD on again of the terrible music you were playing earlier. I'm like, will you stop? Will you just leave me alone for a minute? And it really Welcome it was- to the Relational Leader Podcast, where relationships and ministry meet.
1: episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. I'm Kristen and joined, sitting across the table today from Pastor Randy. How are you doing?
2: Doing great. Last time I was sitting right next to you. I know.
1: It threw me off.
2: It honestly, it did me too because I was...
1: Okay, this is really, this is so funny that you're saying this because when we sat down today to record this, so our producer, Corey, you know, has assigned seats for us. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, this is so much nicer looking across right. at you. I know. And I forgot it was different last So if time. the last
2: episode that we recorded, let's not tell anybody which one yes. it is. do. But if it seems off a little bit, then you'll know why.
1: That, this because. is a, you know, this is this is revolutionary. Right? Yeah, I know. I feel so much better
2: today. <laughs> it's gonna, gonna be a way better podcast <laughs> it is. today. It's gonna be so.
1: It's gonna be so good. It's gonna, <laughs> it is. They're always so good. You know what else I noticed? I was thinking about our podcast. If you're joining us maybe for the first time, I I, I feel like we we get excited about our guests a lot. Like that is often how mm-hmm. we intro. I'm like, what would we do if we weren't excited about the guests on the podcast? Like,
2: well, luckily we haven't had that happen, th- and I don't think it's gonna happen today. No, because i'm excited about our guest i'm excited about the topic today like this is really cool in fact i don't know any podcasts that are talking about this but it's a hot topic Yes, uh, it's not a hot take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's a popular topic in the church today. We're getting a and, lot of questions. And, yes, yeah, yes, inquiries and about this. It fact. is, and it's all around. It's 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 involving worship, worship at our churches, but also a desire to uh, write songs and to 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 create music and a sound out of your church and maybe you're a you're a lead pastor maybe you're a a worship pastor listening or a ministry leader and you're like yes this is this is what we've been wanting to do and we don't we haven't figured out what to do or where to start well today uh well randy and i don't really sing or do anything so we invited a really really special guest that we are very excited about. (laughs) would you like to sing do you
2: i mean i I could but if i did it today it would just make Make our guests. Right. I don't want to. You don't want
1: to show up, you know, show. Yeah. So I, show I, off yeah. You don't want to show off. That's that's good. It's really humble. Um, I am.
2: I'm pretty humble. I, <laughs> I I don't have the shirt on today. But <laughs> suffice to say. <laughs>
1: So we are, though, but we did, we invited a very special guest that we are very excited about, and it is one of Bayside's very own, one of our team members, Brandon Bustamante. Welcome to the podcast. Thank
0: you so much. Thank you for having me. It's going to be a fun day talking <laughs> about songs.
1: Yes. This yeah. is this is your podcast number two, uh, mm-hmm. I believe. He
2: has the Three. I think mm-hmm. this is the third. Yeah, because we did some behind the scenes stuff. We did another mm-hmm. worship. Third.
1: Did we do. This is third. This is third.
2: this number three. third. Times
1: a charm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one's gonna be the best. The best. This oh, is gonna be that. So you should I'm go in, back and listen. But this one's gonna be the best. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So yeah. So Brandon uh, oversees and leads our worship ministry here at Bayside, mm-hmm. and a part of that is Bayside Worship Publishing as well, which is kind of the songwriting side of our worship ministry. And uh, we've really seen God do a lot of stuff through that very recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna just talk a little bit about it today um and and i wanted to kick the conversation off really with a question to you randy um as the lead pastor You know this is worship and even songwriting and the ministry of worship is something that you've always been very closely connected to Mm -hmm. and you've had a passion for and and i thought it'd be great to kind of kick it off hearing your perspective on why is this been so important to you and and because of its value that you believe it holds what has that kind of led you to do Mm -hmm. that maybe has allowed Bayside and Brandon and you and your team to to move forward in the spaces and areas that that you have. I
2: think this question is a great question. But I think it depends on where you look at it from why it's so important or the advantages maybe of this because most people involved here at Bayside would say that working with a pastor who is so involved in worship <laughs> is great because you know my heart, but it also is a burden because I can be in the way. I don't I don't sing. I don't play, but I'm extremely particular. Mm-hmm. I have vision. I know what I want it to sound like and look like and feel like. So that's that's a good side of the coin and there's a bad side of the coin. And you're <laughs> you're shaking your head. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. so, and and Kristen knows as well, being a part of creative for years, or her husband leading worship when we first started oh, yeah. the church. And so it's great because you you get proximity to my heart and you know that but it also uh it tethers you to Mm -hmm. to me now why do i think that's so important well i think in all of our lives we probably can look back at moments where we had major like encounters with god Mm -hmm. like a life altering like a pivot point you know Mm -hmm. in life where you were going through something or you needed something from god or you to hear from god and you did like it like angels showed up (laughs) God dropped something. It was a life-altering moment in your life, a breakthrough, a direction. Mm -hmm. Something happened. Most instances, we can point those back to some worship moment Mm -hmm. in our lives. And and music, we know even scientifically how therapeutic it is, but when you add the worship side to it in the presence of God, I mean, those are usually the moments that we have. I, it's not usually sitting in a sermon and listening to a message. It really is revolved around around worship. Mm. And so the reason why I'm so involved in it, because I think it's so important, and plus as a preacher, when you get the worship side down, which for us, what we say during worship is, is there a moment during that portion of service where people undeniably had an encounter with god Mm -hmm. where they knew whether they knew what to call it right or not Mm -hmm. but they knew that they had an encounter with god you know people might say oh the energy or i felt something Mm -hmm. but some people say no that was the holy ghost (laughs) yeah they get it but when people have that and you must have that which prepares the seed to go into the fertile ground, Mm -hmm. the Word of God, so that it can produce. So that's why it's so important to me, Kristen, Mm -hmm. and it always has been, and I wish I could play and sing, but I I can't, but I'm seriously into it. Yeah.
1: And as as a worship pastor, how valuable? Yeah, I'm sure there's been some tension. Moments. Oh man, yeah. of course, um, sure. uh, You want me to sing what song? And, yeah, I, like, uh, sure. But how valuable has that been for you in being able to lead the worship ministry these sure. last four years, and 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 especially leading the worship ministry into a heavy season of songwriting? Mm-hmm. Um, how has that helped you?
0: It, it's very helpful, you know, having a, a lead pastor that. Is able to articulate maybe not on a a, a, like a expert musical sense Mm -hmm. but in something that he's seeing and feeling and thinking articulate freely uh, for a worship uh, for worship department we're able to execute then probably closer and closer and closer and closer the more we have those conversations because he's able to speak freely and I'm not gonna get frustrated and he's not gonna get frustrated that's what's beautiful is every time we've had any kind of encounter I've never felt from Pastor Randy particularly that it's personal. It's it's always the kingdom goal or the church goal. Mm-hmm. I don't even yeah. and and most times I don't even associate Pastor Randy's wants or asks or needs um with with his wants, asks or needs. I associate it to his for the churches. And so I buy into it saying, okay, he's just trying to build something and I need to help him build that. Mm-hmm. And so those conversations, you know, some can be hard. Some are, sometimes we're talking about, you know, how can we coach worship leaders better or how can we, what, what's wrong with this song? Why are we singing this song? And then we have to switch some things up. And so Those things can be hard, but the more freely that he and I are able to um, communicate like that, um, pros or cons, good or bad. It's only helping us mm-hmm. identify what we need to identify quicker in the future. And I love it. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Um, the closer that I can be and the more I can hear is always a benefit to the worship leader and in, in leading, especially leading a church this size. Mm-hmm. You know, multiple campuses, multiple team members. Sure. Um, it's just so, so good. So I love it. So valuable.
2: I think it's important, you know, what you said, and this really is not off topic, but it's important based on what we're mm. dealing with here now, is don't. Uh, if you have a performance issue with your worship pastor, mm-hmm. I'm speaking to lead pastors, talk to them about that. Yeah. But otherwise, when we're talking about what it sounds like and feels like and what songs we're singing, it's third-party
0: mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. So
2: don't take it personal. That's right. That's and that's what you're saying yeah. we've been able to do mm-hmm. because it is what we're doing for the people. That's right. Mm-hmm. But but keep those things separate, mm. if you will. I'm speaking to lead pastors. If you have a problem with your worship pastor performance or whatever have that as a separate conversation Absolutely. so that what you're providing for the people on the weekend is simply, it's neutral. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do what's best for the people. This is not, I think you're doing a bad job.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: that's so good. So good. So let's, let's talk about songwriting. Sure. Songwriting, big thing. Mm-hmm. This was kind of the hot topic that, what did you call it? Not a hot take, hot not topic. a hot take, but a hot topic. Yeah. yeah. It is Um, songwriting. How, how did you get into songwriting? What, what are some key things, Brandon, that you feel like you've learned along the way? Um, and I know you're still learning, we all are. Oh yeah. Um, but that you feel like are maybe fundamentals, if you will, in helping to, to write songs from
0: a, a church. Uh, give us a few. Sure, so I started songwriting when I was 14. I was young, I was a young kid. And uh, my it was my probably church... the best
1: song you ever wrote, huh? Oh man,
0: <laughs> let me tell <laughs> did you. Do you remember it? I remember a few, and yeah. So so when I was 15, <laughs> so when I, I was he just, just twitched.
2: I just breezed yeah. out. Well,
0: he just, he just twitched. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell a quick story. Just a quick story. Okay. So so recently, my mom sent me my first album I ever did, and it, I was 15 years old. My aunt, re- you know, paid the Aww. studio for me to do these songs. 15. And uh, she sent the CD to me. And so I, it was a CD, I popped it into my, my Tahoe and I played like the first little bit of, of the song and my son in the back said, daddy, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, well, it's, it's daddy's first album. he goes, this is terrible. <laughs> he goes, you need to turn that off. He kept telling me, to turn it off. <laughs> and then I thought it was over, mommy got in the car And he goes, Daddy, put that CD on again of the terrible music you were playing earlier. I'm like, Will you stop? Will you just leave me alone for a minute? And it really it wasn't anything to write home about, but uh, but it was my beginning. Right? It was it was you know it was a beginning. That'll keep you humble. (laughs) That's right. right (laughs) Oh my when you're on the Out of the mouth of (laughs) babe. That's right. It was funny as
2: you were saying that, I was watching your facial expression. Yeah. And I could see it. You could see it. You too. Yeah. You could see it, Daddy. This is (laughs) terrible. I could see it.
0: Oh my goodness, this guy. So, um, so yeah, that was my beginning. I mean, when I started, I didn't know what I was doing. I'd still, I'd still chord charts from church because that's the only place you can learn how to play chord charts unless you were getting instruction. And I wrote songs like crazy. I remember my youth pastor just saying, "Did you write another song today?" Like, kind of making fun of me a little bit. Not. He was encouraging me, but, and. And, yeah, I would just write a lot, and all of them were just not good, but it was just this constant thing and Later, probably a few years later, a friend of mine said, "Well, what are you saying in your songs hmm. and I, and i told I literally told her I was like, "I don't have anything to say. I'm not saying anything." She's like, "Everyone has something to say. what in their a songs. great
1: question and I was
0: like, but i'm not I literally at the time, I was totally blank to the idea of saying something in my songs i really didn't i just didn't even pay attention to it i just wow. went by whatever sounded and felt good and that's probably why they weren't very <laughs> Not good. very good <laughs> <laughs> um and so that's, like i've been writing <laughs> sermon why i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> that's really honest honest to goodness that's that's how it was it was like a complete it was like someone totally gave me a new book on songwriting and i was and then i became hyper focused on what am i saying what am i saying am i Am I speaking, you know, with tri, uh, uh, um, Trinitarian clarity? Am I speaking to just Jesus in the song? Am I speaking to God the Father in this? Am I speaking to all three persons of God in the song in a very technical way? I got, it, it started to kind of consume me in that way, but it's been a journey. You know, I remember Jason Ingram saying, write a thousand songs and then write your first song. And obviously, I'm sure someone else said it before Jason Ingram, but um But that struck with me because i don't even think i've written my first song yet if you 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 know kind of do the numbers (laughs) but that's what we're striving to do right is to to just keep working on the craft so does this
2: does this comment speak to the question of why why we write songs yeah absolutely because before that you were just writing you had no reason why right you had no rhyme no reason (laughs) you might have had a rhyme I don't know a little bit. Probably yeah, a okay. in there. Probably not you much. You had to rhyme, but no reason. You need to rhyme and the reason. Right? That's, right. that's right. And but once you had that, started giving clarity. I think as a communicator, which simply that's what a songwriter is or a worship leader, mm-hmm. is I need to know my audience and why is this topic even important to them? Why do they need mm-hmm. to hear it? That's right. And if you don't have that, then you're right. I mean, what's the point?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Starting with why is is massive with songs. You have. and a half minutes five minutes if you're lucky right most of the time to deliver a concept and and then it's done and if you don't deliver that concept with a clear why a clear reason why you're having especially in church why why we're doing professional karaoke essentially where you're having thousands of people (laughs) sing a song and if it has no why they're just left with nothing Right. Right. And so right. for churches, you know, church worship leaders, worship pastors, and even senior pastors, discover the why. Discover the why in everything. Mm-hmm. You have to. Even why you write songs. Pastor, I know you mentioned, you know, is that important? Absolutely. That's absolutely important. You have to. Let's
2: you know. talk about the the yeah. why then in the church. Like yeah. why if people are asking why do you think they're asking? Why should they even be asking and why should they even be attempting to do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of churches are asking about how to write songs in their church, right? Every everyone I mean it just seems like it is the the thing to be It's doing. a trend. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it's that. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, it's
2: like when there was a trend of planting campuses right becoming multi-site church right are you doing it because everybody's doing it or do you have a a why that Mm, god told you as a church to do it. that's right and we need that for songwriting too
0: that's right yeah so there's there's two things i'd speak to that i would say the first thing is i believe if you're a worship pastor at a church that you are called to bring songs that that you're responsible for to steward the atmosphere and season for your church Yes, it's so good to have songs that we borrow from other churches like Gateway, like Elevation, maybe Bayside, I don't know, um, to steward seasons of your church's worship life and and all that. But you're also, I believe, you're also called to deliver what you're living in, what you're pastoring people through, mm-hmm. You know what your senior pastor is talking to you about. That's important. The other why is you have to really discover the true purpose and why you even want to go down the road of maybe even producing songs you know making an album a lot of people are asking how do we do the albums part of it and i would say that needs to go on the second shelf the first shelf needs to be how do you produce songs for your church yeah that's Mm -hmm. great that's the that's the that has to be the priority pastor you and i've talked several times Mm -hmm. we said if all else goes away we will still write songs for the church we may not do albums, we may not do videos, but we still will serve our church. And we write with our church in mind. That's mm-hmm. the only reason why we do it. We steward globally as far as we can, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we will write for the people sitting in our seats at our church.
2: It's it's the word for. It's a preposition. And what comes after it defines the purpose of it Right for the church, mm-hmm. not necessarily from the church. Mm-hmm. And And I think that's where we should start because if we're looking for something from the church, in other words, the world needs to hear this, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think the church is first in Jerusalem, and then it ultimately goes to the uttermost parts of the world, but it has to be for the church first. Mm-hmm. And so I think people can get ahead of that. And if you're for the church, leads you to Samaria, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the earth, then that, that's great. I mean, for us, and I think it's good for it anything in your local church first do it because the lord has called you to do that mm-hmm. and pastor and shepherd your own flock your own jerusalem that's right. your own community so write worship for them
0: it's good and mm-hmm. if it takes
2: you somewhere else praise god
0: that's right yeah love that i love that and that's exactly how we operate honestly it's like we want to write for our church and if it goes further praise god mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exciting it's fun to do um, but honestly, at the end of the day, if it was taken away tomorrow, we would still we would still try our best to pastor our people through songs. Mm-hmm. That's,
1: so. so I, have, I have a question, Brandon. I don't know if this is ever anything you've wrestled with, or maybe you've seen uh, a part of the different different teams you've even been a part of. But how do you this idea of writing for your church? Do you ever wrestle? with whether it's yourself or team team members, other co writers writing for yourself versus for the church and how do you keep for the church in front of you? Um how do you do
0: that? We're going deep. We're going that's deep. A, we're going to that's really a great
1: question. Uh, great question. It wasn't on our question outline.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Okay. Oh no, so. well we don't know
2: what to do now. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Can I know, we call I'm loud. for a moment.
1: Yeah. So I told Brandon, I said, we make an outline. This is we're like ninety percent <laughs> not gonna use the outline. <laughs> yeah
0: (laughs) but we got one yeah no it's great and honestly so a quick step into my like deep philosophical songwriting process if you will i believe that the songs we are given from god are for the writers in the moment so a lot of that will be pretty personal. It's going to be fairly selfish. You know, when you're saying writing for myself kind of thing, mm-hmm. you are writing of yourself and for yourself in that moment. So in that writing session, say say it was us three writing a song. Mm-hmm. When we leave that room, that song we got is for us for that moment, just the three of us. That's it. And I, I believe that. I believe God gave us that song just mm-hmm. for us in that moment. Now there's a different heart position that says, I wrote that song just for us in the moment with the people sitting in my congregation in mind the whole time hmm. because my next job with that gift, that perfectly wrapped, bowed gift that God just gave us is to steward it to the, co- to the congregation because I'm called to be a pastor in this situation, not an artist. And so, so you, do have to, you do have to kind of, you know, it's kind of like a lens, if you will. Hmm. Like I'm writing as Brandon with the lens of my congregation and i know that whatever god gives me in this moment literally may only speak to me but i'm going to steward it as far as i can and that's that's the important I love part it. there
2: you know i'm sitting here thinking probably the greatest songs in written in the history of the world are recorded in the book of psalm <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: and those were very personal mm-hmm. oh,
0: yeah. yeah yeah
2: they weren't they didn't come to david or whomever. And thinking, oh, this is one day gonna be in a canon of scriptures and it'll be the most published
0: book ever. Yeah.
2: I'm in a dark moment. Where are you? (laughs) Yes. I've been forsaken (laughs) and my enemies. God, I'm mad at you. Yep. It was for them. That's right. And yet look where it 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 took them. Mm -hmm. And so but it still lines up with what you said earlier, which is for the church. And I am in the church Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and this is for the church. And what I love about that is that God brings healing in those moments because mm-hmm. of what he's given you and what you produce, mm-hmm. right, develop as a song there. But the end-all product of God in his sovereignty and his grace and his love and his compassion and healing and His all of these things that he just does in our lives, he doesn't do it just so we can go, oh, you really are faithful. I wrote a song. I wrote a sermon. I wrote a poem or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. But he always uses it so you can... Share that with others. That's right. And whether it ends up just being in the congregation on Sunday, or just with the worship team, that's and right. never makes it to the platform on the weekend, or whether it becomes the number one in the worship genre or not, that's up to God. That's right. That's right. What a beautiful picture. That right? is. That is a so good. I love beautiful that. Beautiful perspective. Of, of
0: you know David writing those songs without even a, a yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. You know, of course and, he did. And there are hymns we use now in the church. There are songs, sure. even today, that we use that the writers aren't around anymore.
2: Horatio people. Spafford probably didn't think that this song, It Is Well, right? g- was going to do what sure. it did, but he wrote it for himself because he was, we all know the story. Sure. He was in a dark moment. That's mm-hmm. right. So yeah. it started with him, That's right. for him. That's right.
1: So, Brandon, how do you st- how do you create an environment for your team
2: mm-hmm.
1: to, and maybe this kind of takes us on the, give us a brief picture of what the songwriting process looks like Mm -hmm. but where where you can create opportunity for people to what is what is god doing in me yes this might be for me but i've got the i've got his church in mind Mm -hmm. for these things to come out from the inside onto paper Mm -hmm. and then wherever god takes them Mm -hmm. for there but give us a give us a little broad brush look on how to even create that environment and atmosphere for that to begin to take place.
0: Yeah. So, so what we do, um, we like, so we'll recommend books, for example, for them to start studying on songwriting and studying on some ways to do things, whatever, but they're really just tools at the end of the day to apply in those songwriting sessions. So when we get to a schedule, for example, actually just today, we scheduled an all day, write with our team in the morning and the afternoon and we'll get together at 9 and I'll charge them typically with one of those tools so today for example I said hey I want you guys to write sensory specific so meaning when you get into your your group I want you to spend 10 minutes and just describe something with all of your senses so smell taste touch and you write for 10 minutes straight and then stop and you're done. It's actually from a book by Pat Patterson called Writing Better Lyrics. And Pat Pat's actually, uh, I think he's one of the songwriter professors <clears throat> at Berkeley. And so it's just a tool that I found mm-hmm. that I'm giving to the sure. team, and they're gonna apply it. And then from there, it just makes them, the basically the creative wheels are able to spin a lot more freely, and they're able to write. So what we do though, from there is I give them the nugget, I let them go, but we we only do groups of twos and threes. We never do fours or fives or six or sevens. Why is that? It is a mess. (laughs) (laughs) It is a mess. So so what happens, okay, so in a group of two, you're bouncing ideas off each other, you like it, you don't like it, you like it, you don't like it, but you're still kind of moving in the same direction. You add the third person in, you like it, I don't like it, but I like it. And now you've got this like- Tension. It's it's a tension of like (laughs) trying to make everything go. For example, the song that we wrote today, just today, um, one of the writers didn't like the melody of the verse and the other writer didn't like the chords of the verse so then i was like trying to change the chords and this and that now three is good i think three gives a good dynamic because if one's not you know didn't eat a good breakfast or something right you know they're they're going to kind of drag you down a little bit but um but three is good now four you had the fourth in and it is just it more is, complicated it, right it, it literally it's like having 10 people in the well, okay <laughs> five people I mean no just way just move give on. it on now people are probably saying, well why do I see uh like multiple names like five six seven names sometimes on like ccli sure. information like mm-hmm. all the names of the writers oftentimes two or three people will get together to start the song another person might come in later to help edit the song or or rewrite Add a little song something right. to it and then maybe another person or a producer might jump in and say, hey, a couple Let's words re-work need to change. This or- and so that's why you get a lot of names on it um
2: but the reality um, is, it's two or three people.
0: Hopefully, I usually. prefer yes, usually, and I prefer no more than three. Uh, and is it pretty
1: critical that those people have good relationship with one another?
0: Yeah. So, kind of a couple of the things is good relationship works well together. Um, they've they've been are they experienced or not experienced? And then if we're training, then we want to put more experienced writers with non experienced writers, and that's a little tough sometimes because they're trying to give them etiquette and show them how things work. Um, but oftentimes we just try to put writers that would work well together and at about the same level because then they' speak their own language together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes we'll switch it up again for training purposes to pull it in uh, pull in other people. but um, I'm but, curious
2: yeah. about this this question right here. Yeah, how do you keep people from getting overly sensitive? Well, that's my idea and but they hold it loosely. Mm-hmm.
0: It's that. So so going. Creative types. Let's be real. Oh, I know it. Okay. <laughs> I know it. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, it is a delicate situation because lyrics particularly are so personal.
1: They are. Yeah. They're so
0: personal. Even if they just came to their mind and they said it out loud. In fact, I'm trying to help actually help my guys to just write things down in we share a note. Okay. So when we get in, we share a note on on our phones or our, our computers. And I tell them, whatever you think of, just type it in, just type it in. And they won't do that because it's so personal. They're like, no, no. I've if got I a- put it out there and some- then, it, then it's out there. Right? Yeah,
2: it could get then, squashed. And and it could and- get
0: squashed. I'm right. like, you guys, no one's judging any of this. I just, one idea can spark another idea and can spark another idea. And if I don't know your ideas, then I'm just playing with my own ideas, right? And so. But so- to
2: create that environment where they're secure enough mm-hmm. for their thing to not be good, mm-hmm. that that's a big deal. It
0: does, and it just takes safety. It's just the communication, uh, safety, knowing that my team isn't going to just tear me apart. And so, what we do is we treat it like again, we we cast vision, cast philosophy all the time. We're writing for the church. You know, if you have questions, let me know. I'm gonna bounce around different places. But honestly, what we have done is we kept it to staff only so far because we wanted to create a culture that we can then turn around and help volunteers and other people acclimate to our culture. And so far, it's been working. Um, so so when it comes to the personal things, uh, by the grace of God, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've had a lot of great team members just acclimate and be humble about it. I mean, walk in humility and say, hey, okay, this is personal, but I'm gonna allow you to kind of- Talk through it. The huge. other thing is when we critique songs, We talk in percentages. So once the song is done, I get the lyrics and I'll review the lyrics line by line by line by line by line. And then, and
1: what are you reviewing the lyrics for? We're
0: reviewing. We're looking for uh, trinitarian clarity. So, so if the song is Christ-centric, I want to hear Jesus, but particularly, Um, if it's about all three characters, I want to hear all three and why and how they're uh, connected. I'm looking for um, triumphalism. That's uh, that's an interesting thing particularly in worship. Uh triumphalism basically gives the the victory to the the believer or the singer if they sing it long enough or loud enough if that makes sense. So what we're trying to avoid is making them their own savior in our songs.
2: It's it's more god-centric rather than
0: me mm-hmm. well yes that's part I of mean, it too. Yep. Is that part of it or mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would that would be on the other side of it is is we want to write Thirty percent or less songs that are me-centric, mm-hmm. and then above that we want to write God-centric. God-centric. Just just talk to God. If you're sitting at God's feet, well, I mean, isn't saying? that what
2: worship is? We're supposed yeah. to be giving Him the worth.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm.
2: it's not about us.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. acknowledging God for who He is through Jesus by the Holy Spirit. That's the goal. Yes, we the want to acknowledge one part God. of the
2: service. That's right. That we do that mm-hmm. is not about me. That's
0: right. Yeah, strictly Him. In fact, worship's actually trying to get away from. Me. You know what I right. mean? Right. The right. whole Turn goal. I my
1: eyes that, on him. That's right. Like, yeah, yeah. I
0: think there's a song. About. Yeah,
2: sing it, Kristen. <laughs> yeah,
1: give Wait, me hum, hum it. it. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's such I a. Sorry, guys. Right. That's such an inside You're thing. Derailing. Yeah. yeah, Please continue. I, I,
0: don't, I don't know anything <laughs> about Kristen
2: it. Kristen cannot hum. I I think we're going to end the podcast today <laughs> with, with humming? Kristen humming.
0: <laughs> no, we are going to do it.
2: <laughs> I
1: can't lose it right now. I got to keep the conversation going. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, okay. So, okay. So, reviewing songs line by line and then also what we review is is it true yes but is it beneficial so a true line can be
1: coke tastes good
0: that's right um but do we want to sing Coke takes <laughs> okay. taste good you know what I mean or yeah, in this world of all right right <laughs> <laughs> You God.
2: don't drink coke. How about yeah. it? Chick Fil A cookies and cream milkshake tastes good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The the mint. So I do not drink milkshakes except the mint chocolate chip ones. During at the Christmas holidays. Time. Yeah,
2: it's so. Just, see, you should have said that instead of Coke.
0: Because this derails should, it. I coke. Oh, wait, nobody even
2: cares. Yeah, about that. No
0: that, one, Yeah, one yeah. cares about Chick Fil A milk Okay, all right. No Bring true but beneficial would be like Jesus is good. Is that true? Yeah in this moment of the song, is it beneficial for us to just sing Jesus is good? Is, over it, a right? is it a beneficial for lyric for what, right. what the song what the is, song trying, is to trying to tell? What the song is trying to And then the last thing is obviously theologically accurate. So once we finish our songs, rewrites, everything are done. We have a process uh, where we send our songs to our theological review. We have four pastors um, on staff here at Bayside that um, review all of our songs for our theological aspects. And I love it because um they're theologically they're all a little different Mm -hmm. and the conversations that they have at the table that i get to just i literally bring the the sheets to them in the meeting and i sit and watch them because i just love how they and it gives me some perspective on what to write next okay if they're going to be looking for you know translocation of the holy spirit meaning the holy spirit moves from one location to the other and is versus the holy spirit is just everywhere you know, then I'm gonna be mindful in in songwriting and review before it goes to theological. Well we had review. that exact conversation with your presence. That's right. Your presence had it. Mm-hmm. Which I don't I don't know if our solve actually solved the problem, but it got a little better mm-hmm. because the the issue that we had in your presence is um spirit come down. We were saying originally, spirit come down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, spirit come down. And, and and But we were like, He's already here. already here. He's
2: already here. So spirit come now is where we ended up. Yeah,
0: spirit come now or spirit. Yeah. yeah, spirit come down. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. how we ended up. But yeah. even there
2: you could yeah. go theologically. Well, isn't he already here? Isn't he already here? Right. right.
0: Now it's a time a time and no, we're saying it's a time right. thing, right? But yeah. uh, but so those those, those but, are some of the But things you
2: have to I go like through all that stuff.
1: And yeah. that, and those things are those things that you and Pastor Pastorini that y'all developed together like these are the thing like is that a criteria that um is from the church or so so if I'm if I'm listening to this podcast Mm-hmm. Is this, if I don't have these things in place, this is probably a good place to start sure. so that if I, as we begin to write songs, I need to have something to measure them up against or what, what would you, where would you say, what, what would you say to that?
0: Yeah. So, so I would say in our situation, I had, I kind of built the criteria and brought it to Pastor Andy. I said, mm-hmm. are there any other things that we kind of need to look for? And he said, I think this is good. Let's move forward. And then we talk a lot about style and inflection and sound and, and those sort of things. Those are always great to do. But yes, if you're going to write at your church, get with your lead pastor and come up with the criteria of whatever it is, whatever fits your the specific theological DNA of your church um, that your songs will only be better for and your songwriters will only be happier for because now they know the boundaries of where they're mm-hmm. supposed to run in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to get personal if you give them the boundaries ahead of time. Um, but that's so important for you to get with your lead pastor and just iron those out.
2: And that is as important as your sermons. Like you wouldn't preach something without knowing theologically this upholds right. what mm-hmm. we believe here. And the song should do the same exact thing. And so it, I think it needs to go through that rigorous vetting process. It may not be as complicated as what we have, and it wasn't like that at first. Mm-hmm. But as we grow into this, you get better and better mm-hmm. at the the process
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: that's good okay so now we're we could talk about this for a long time we're getting it awesome. it is so good i want to ask the question of okay so you've been writing may, maybe we've got listeners and they're like we got songs when do we play them for our church how do we play like do we just do it one day or do we need to record it first like do we put our name up on the screen like what do we do mm-hmm. um what do we do
0: yeah, there's. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. But what I would say is, write the song, get some team members around you at a rehearsal, schedule it maybe a couple weeks before you actually lead it, so you can develop the song, rehearse the song, spend time with the song, and then deliver it to your church. There's, there's really nothing wrong with, you know, delivering even something that would be considered underbaked, if you will, for for the the church, because you can you can change it a little bit. They've only heard it once.
1: Yeah, they, they, they probably aren't going to remember it. They're exactly not going to remember exactly
0: it as exactly it as it right. is. Right. You know, and, and so, you know, you might not want to do that all the time, keep changing songs on them. But, hey, you know, try your songs. Get your team together. So, so what we do here when we write a song, um, we go into what's called an unpack. And I actually schedule a team member or, sorry, team members, a whole crew to come into a campus. And we just spend about three or four hours with the song. We play it, we talk about hooks, we talk about parts, we talk, is this better for girl key or guy key? We talk drum parts, we talk tempos. Tempos, we'll fight over, you know, half How a How many tempo. beats, yeah. <laughs> Look, no, this should be 67.5 BPM, please. You know, but we, we talk about it all. And then what we do is we record off the console, uh, basically a demo or a work tape of it. And that's what we've primarily used to for our campuses to start doing it at the campuses. Mm-hmm um beyond that that's more of a production let's get ready for an album sort of situation but you can do if you have an auditorium and you have any kind of recording capabilities which are so available and so cheap yeah
2: mm-hmm. anyone should, can do it now anyone
0: mm-hmm. can at least record your rehearsal make tweaks and then send it to your team again when you get back together work on it a little bit more but for sure you have to the, the other thing i would say is if you are interested in writing songs and delivering them to your church um that means and you've never done it before you don't have a target to throw anything at so you have to throw something at the wall you have to something to give you some direction toward a bullseye we talked we had that analogy from the beginning Mm -hmm. pastor i don't know if this is going to be a bullseye but it's going to hit the target i think Mm -hmm. and hopefully over the next 10 years we're going to get closer and closer and closer and closer to the target why because we could have spent three or four years trying to make the most perfect album ever. And
2: you never will. It's art, too much art in it. Yeah. That's so right. You never really finish it.
0: That's right. And 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 then no one likes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. Know what I mean? <laughs> can, can I speak to this as well? Because
2: sure. I think as a church and you're writing, okay, now what do I do with it to, yeah. to that question? I think you start with your team, as you said. And you know what? You may It may never need to go beyond that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So just because God gave it to you and you've written it, and you feel like theologically it's good, all these things. doesn't even necessarily mean that it's ultimately going to go to the platform. Mm -hmm. Do it with your team, or in some cases you try it with your staff meetings or your team time, and and just kind of see where it goes. And if it seems to have life or whatever, it resonated with people, then you can just take it to the next and take it to the next and see what kind of life it has. Be willing that it may have just been for you. That's right. As writers, it may just be for you as your leadership team or for mm. you as your congregation. Yep. But don't try to force it somewhere.
0: Just let it and see how it lives. That's right. You That's right? right. I love that. And we do that, mm-hmm. right? We try it, it at our do staff that. meetings and, and smaller group meetings. And it's very quickly, you learn. It's like, nope, this one's not going to catch on. We well, need to go to the Well, we've done drama. that at
2: staff one time, and we kind of went off into this whole other song, and we realized, wow. Yeah, yeah. And then so then we, then we use that. Yeah. So you you got to let it live and breathe, and sometimes it dies, but mm-hmm. sometimes it grows. That's right.
0: That's mm-hmm. right.
1: It's so good. I, I so we have covered so much ground, and and unfortunately we got to wrap here soon. But but to recap briefly, um, we we talked about you got to start with the why, and that why starts with the conversation between you lead pastors and worship pastors, mm-hmm. uh, and then from there you said w- w- you got to remember we're writing for the church, so we got to write for the church. And then, write with a small team, no more than three. Otherwise, you're going to have chaos. And and make sure that it's a team that trusts each other and loves each other. And then make sure it meets things that you're looking for. Right. Uh, you know, theologically mm-hmm. as well as vision for the church. And allow lead pastor, you got to speak into that, right? Like you have like, to. You mm-hmm. have to. Uh, Even if you're so. the most non musical person mm-hmm. on the planet, you got to speak into that. Mm-hmm. And then don't be afraid to try it. Yeah. Uh, Give us one more thing that we're missing in this element, and we're gonna wrap the conversation today.
0: All right, one thing, mm-hmm. one thing for me is, lead pastors take on the 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 uh, the person of Moses, and understand that Joshua had the youthfulness to run the battle. Worship pastors take on the person of Joshua and understand that your lead pastors have the wisdom and knowledge that it takes to help pursue those situations, right? Mm -hmm. For me, the only reason why, not the only reason why, obviously God has his whole hand, but what I love about what you and I do is that you fully trust me and I fully trust you. And if there's an issue, we can talk about it, Mm -hmm. but I trust your wisdom and your knowledge and I'm gonna lean into that. And I think you trust that I've got some sort of bandwidth to run, Mm -hmm. but I would just encourage churches with that. Get with your, even if you don't even write songs, just learn how to trust mm-hmm. each other and believe the benefit mm-hmm. the the sorry, believe the best of each other. So that way you can build something of your church beyond yourselves. That's right. what I would say. Mm-hmm.
2: And to, to say trust, how do you trust? Well, there there has to be something that cultivates trust mm-hmm. and communication does.
1: That's good. Uh,
2: yeah. we we communicate a lot about all these things. So I'm gonna lead with a trusting attitude and a trusting heart, but I'm gonna build on that because of communication. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing I'm wondering that I don't talk to you about. There's right. nothing you're wondering that you do not talk to me about. And it's through that our level of trust continues to grow. Yeah. So I think that's how you foster that. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you grow it. It's cool. Yeah.
1: That's so good. Well guys this is such great right. no, we, Kristen, yeah, a great conversation.
2: Kristen, everybody hunt. will know the song. So <laughs> Jesus loves me, this I know. <laughs> Kristen cannot home. Seriously? Oh, it's tone deaf. It's going to be so good. Please do it. <laughs>
0: I'm not even making this up right now. I love that you're even going to try. <laughs> 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 I can do it. Sounds like you're crying. It. No, you have a good note. I can't. I am going to close
1: out today's conversation. <laughs> Um, Not by humming, but thank you, Brandon, for being a part of the conversation. <laughs> thank you. Thank Today. you. Oh and gosh. before you ask me to hum again, thank you for joining us for this <laughs> episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. Join us next time where it is going to be awesome, and I will not hum.
0: Thank you so much for listening. For more resources, go to the RelateNetwork.com.